Boom. Wow, isn't that pretty? That's really pretty. Cool. Now you go to me. Hey, welcome. What's up? This is episode 11 of not the Optimist Journal. No. <laughs> this is the option, episode 11. But with me, I have the queen of the Optimist Journal. That's plural, right, Greg? <laughs> oh, Wendy Jones, what's good? The Optimist Journal, and I love the title of your podcast. Oh it's awesome. God. I just came off the beach, and I love the option. So oh good God. thinking. It's yeah, good man. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, our, yeah, our first option is to talk about everything. It's yeah. something where, um, yeah, I was just trying to mix volleyball guests with um, other people because um, there's a rumor that we have a, a life outside of the sport. Yeah. Um, um, and the rumors are the rumors are true. For um, sure. You know, Greg. He Greg. Um, Got the camera on you, baby. I pointed you for a sec. <laughs> Greg Faulkner, that's my guest tech uh, tech guy, filling in for for Jeff Samuels and Miranda. Um, uh, really bad um, light feed in here, but I guess that's something we'll fix. Whatever, whatever. It's a podcast anyway. It's all sound. Um, so yeah, what have you been, what have you been up to? Talk to me. Uh, you know, I just came back from Palm Springs this weekend. I spent the weekend with all of the girls I played volleyball with in high school. So mm -hmm. to say that. Volleyball kind of carries you all the way through life. It's pretty amazing to see mm. what people learn when they're young and what we carry through it. And not a one of them isn't, they're all doing amazing things and changing the world like one day at a time. So I get pretty inspired when I see athletes raising athletes. And um, it's, it's cool to hear the stories. A lot of them, you know, they have their own stories of going through the recruiting process. And now their kids are going through the recruiting process and seeing where they're going to end up. So you know, all the NCAA stuff, all of it, it's all becoming real. So for the kids yeah. that we're, we've been raising, so it's really fun to see. Yeah. Let, let me tell you something. I, 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 I coach NCAA. Out of the 21 years I've been coaching volleyball, 15 have been in the NCAA and like 12 as a head coach. And uh, if there's anything I hate, it's just all these guys, I mean, all these goddamn rules. Just like you take a piss, they got to know you, you're not allowed to be in this gym. You're talking to that person. Why are you talking to that person? You're not allowed. It's just these ridiculous rules that are designed to protect the students. And that's good because that's that's cruising right into our subject matter, right? Sure. Um, and it's all these things are designed to protect the children. And at the end of the day, um, outside of volleyball, maybe we're talking about the big three or big four, the ones who profit from this alleged um, protection from exploitation are everybody else except the students. True. You know, like um, like Longhorn has their own channel, right? <laughs> they get paid. Those people get paid to talk about college sports. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The okay. coaches get paid. The commentators get paid. The athletic director gets handsomely paid. The president of the school gets paid. Everyone gets paid except for the students. Sure. And um, yeah, go ahead. You are well, about to say something? Yeah, I mean, I can take a devil's advocate position yeah. with you on this because I've been raising kids and whenever I'm making a decision and raising athletes, you know, that have talent and are you can see have drive and are going somewhere, uh -huh. you want to see that character get built. Mm -hmm. So when you're developing and your brain is not fully developed yet and you're, you've got a lot coming at you, yeah. you know, the people that are going to be in the position to receive this you know, pay to play um, or pay for play, mm -hmm. um, they're going to be at the top of that, the most talented, right? right. Yeah. So we got to make sure that that character has been trained into them before we have thrown, you know, endorsements and money, because I think it, yeah. in some ways it jumps the gun, right? You know, you've it got does. to keep training that the way to do things. And mm -hmm. if you throw too much at them too fast, Mm -hmm. You can be that can really set you up badly in life. I don't care how much money you have, Absolutely. you can mess it up, and you can mess it up big. The more money you can make, bigger mistakes. You really can. Um, so, and yeah, and and with that being said, um, the, uh, um, because good, we're playing devil's advocate, and we're, this is a healthy debate because. Um, we, we feel two different ways about it, even though it's a common yeah, denominator, but I'm, common denominator the same way. Yeah. Um, for me, I would suggest one. Uh, for those of you listening, the um, NCAA and California is the first on board that gave people rights for their likeness. So for those of you reading Pay for Play, um, just a general education on this for everyone listening. It's not the NCAA paying you to play. They're not paying. They're not, they're not actually paying you to play uh, your college sport. They are giving you permission to profit from your likeness, which, um, you know, uh, if you delve d more deep into the contracts and, and the rule changes, um, I guess we're the uneducated. 
educated ones because it's still new, but I don't have a problem with someone who's 18 years of older, 18 years or older. Um, they're, they're doing a video game, football video game. Wendy yeah. Jones is the quarterback. Sure. Cool, man. They get paid for the video game. I yeah. mean, they, the person, the artist, the graphic artist gets paid for that. The, the, you know, the consumers, you yeah. know, um, or whatever. It'd be nice to give you a little, a little bit of change. And I also think it's very, and this is my second point is, I also think it's very, very intriguing that when it comes to saving our kids from themselves, yeah, we kind of cherry pick. We kind of cherry pick. How old are you to be allowed to serve in the United States Army? Anyone? 18. 18. We're, 18. we're guessing at least 18, right? Yeah, 18. Maybe your parents can sign you over sooner or whatever. I mean, maybe we get some of these, yeah. chicken, maybe get some of these chicken hawks to yeah. be like, yeah, can you sign your kid? Are you allowed to? <laughs> Let's start with your own kids. How about that? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and I think the reason why I'm for it is because I think we have, this is the one instance where we give the kids the benefit of the doubt. And if it doesn't work, then we revisit it and we reinvent new, new legislation that prevents them from being exploited by God, God knew who's out there who's trying to profit off of them. Yeah. You know, I think the only difference um, then before the rule and after the rule, the only difference is the person doesn't get paid because let's face it, legal or illegal, it's they're, they're profit. It's, yeah. it's happening. Yeah, they're, they're, they're and, profiting. And now we have the rule. I yeah. mean, it's going to happen. So I guess that takes me back to my point of like, you know, how do you, how do you train the character? And you're coming up, and that that puts a huge onus on parents and coaches to mm -hmm. be training athletes. I tell my kids this mm -hmm. all the time: the more talent you have, the bigger the responsibility is on you to be a mm -hmm. leader, to show up, to be. You need to be bigger. Yeah. Then and then bring everybody up with you. Mm. Doesn't make you better. I think but. on. An, I also think on another scale, it helps some of the smaller sports. I'll give you an example. Greg Faulkner, big big time college player here, smack fest guy. No, no, you know, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you something. For a volleyball, for a singer, he's a hell of a volleyball player. Um, so it's one. Um, for me, it's one of those things where um, men's volleyball, NCAA volleyball, only offers four point five scholarships. Right program yep. and i don't know how, how you're going to be slicing up that kid because this do you, do you go three three full and three partial how did you know what i'm saying how, no, how, how is that going to work great um you, you you look like you got something to say go uh, so basically like it just depends on um seniority for one i mean uh and then just how much how bad you want a certain kid like you have a lot of these uh, international players you have playing in college and uh, some of them need aid, some of them don't. Um, and it just depends on, you know, who who needs it the most, really. Um, but, I mean, just you have some people who get full tuition, which is they just get their actual, like, school part covered for right. an extended amount of time, whatever your contract says, where if you're going to be on the team for four to five years or so. And um, then some people just get their books taken care of. Some people are on a partial, like a 70%, 30%, whatever it is. Right. Um, so it all just depends really on on uh, the the ability of the player, uh, the coaches, you know, um, and what they can afford too. Like, so. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Eric Anderson is like, did I just see Greg? <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> You know, you know Eric, right? Mm. Yeah, it's our Eric, big up, man. We see you right here, man. We're um we're we're jumping the gun a little bit. Jason Olive is probably gonna come. Um, I'm gonna ask him to come either Wednesday or next Monday, where we can delve more into it. More college athletes. Um, yeah, he says student gets paid with the scholarship they receive. Amen. Preach. Amen to that. Yeah. I'm you're getting a free education. I'm I totally agree, and yeah. that it should not be overlooked. That is a huge privilege, and also just to know that reaching that level of athletics success and it comes with hard work. I've seen mm -hmm. my kids do it. Um, and they, you know, they really do have to take it on themselves. It's not coming from the parents when you get to a certain level, cause you're going to top out. It has to be coming from the kid and to get that point where you're getting a scholarship full ride or even partial. Cause if we're talking volleyball I mean, yeah. for girls, there are more for girls, ride, more so than, not yeah. for the boys. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're working their tails up, but then, you know, to get in there, it, it is a privilege. And I, I would hate to see for that to be overlooked because right. I didn't grow up down here. I am constantly amazed by the coaching and the level that my kids get to right. play. Yes, they have some talent, 
but the coaching that brings them to a whole nother level that than the kids that I grew up with or know up north, you know, for a sport that I love. But the, the talent and the opportunity down here is just it's mm. incredible. It's off the hook. Yeah, and but, but and also the thing I like about it is that all right, you have maybe one one percent or whatever that 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 get these scholarships out yeah. of these these elite athletes and then mm -hmm. in the pros one percent of that one percent or whatever so so with these people that get a free scholarship they ain't got to worry about paying ones after they graduate and yeah. also if they pay if, they, if they're allowed to profit from their likeness they this this way they have entrepreneurial experience on a True. resume and saying and saying oh i just got out of college i'm entitled hire me um so there, there's that that comes into play too yeah. but here's something a lot of people aren't looking at people that are playing division two and division three sports Mm -hmm. um, Division three, you're not allowed any athletic scholarships. Right. Division two, you're only allowed a partial, partial for two, or, or, or um, like a full for two, or partial for four. These are people who, um, they're, maybe they're maybe they're they're, they're um, media personalities or their social social network personalities, mm -hmm. where their skill set beyond athletics. They're a comedian. They're this yeah. and that. Um, the NCAA say you can't make money from that while you're in season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, so, so there are this. This doesn't just benefit benefit these people who should feel privileged and should feel grateful that yeah. they got their full ride or their 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 X percentile ride. Um, this is great for Division three sports. And Greg and I know that um, with men's volleyball because yeah. there's only 4.5 scholarships. D D one, two, and three really don't mean shit. <laughs> You know, yeah. right? We got guys that graduate Springfield College that are that are playing in Europe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? So, I um, mean, if you look at adult nationals, like the second and first place team were all went to D three schools. Yeah. You know, well, we cheated. We got a couple of international players as ringers, but yeah. but I mean, Greg's like, yeah, some you left out. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg's at nationals every year. I actually, actually, I love watching your videos. You 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 do a good job putting it up. I'm a, I'm not. He's not just my brother from another mother. I am a fan um yeah so that was just something else i wanted to uh, just just add in there it's just what they're trying to do maybe they're using their likeness athletically but maybe they're they have a skill set that has nothing to do with athleticism yeah. with the ncaa's yeah but, and then, button into the out of, out of whatever business what right about, you know i mean and the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. age is getting younger and younger i mean yeah. the way that social media works now and yeah. you know hopefully we're somehow creating more creative minds out of this because the entrepreneurial spirit starts young and oh yeah God. i would not want to yeah. see that get punished no and if you're putting in the hustle you should be able yeah. to, i'm you know i'm american this I generation after the millennials yeah. are freaking savages yeah <laughs> true doubler yeah. yeah true yeah starting her own business she's set what 16 really seven 17 years old she's an arrowhead she took time away from volleyball because i'm, I'm not sure what and i'm i'm trying to air her laundry even though okay. uh, kids wherever you are you're not on facebook anyway you're on yeah, you're, on, you're on some other social yeah. networks than, than facebook yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> i mean look greg's on facebook because he's an old soul and that man has friends 18 to 80 yep. <laughs> so I what you get for being who you are. Yeah. I wrote a blog post about being um, on the same, this was not last year, this was the, not this past year, but this mm. summer before. Um, within three days, I was at Six Man, having the time of my life, and went up to Santa Cruz and was at a 100-year-old's um, happy hour. Like, nice. guy hosting the happy hour was 100 years old. Yeah. And I wrote about it, because it's amazing to, to, to cross all those generations and see what you learn and what you pick up from you know oh God. it's good stuff would you like to be at a party like that yeah it's like dude's probably down in freaking bourbon or yeah. vodka and they're like dude you're like 100 years oh, old he's, and he's like this is how i want to go I, no he's a, <laughs> if i'm wrong this, he's 102 this. he's 102 today and he his ship landed at um on d the day after d-day wow. at, at normandy I mean, and then, um, yeah it, it's Boy. like there's some good stories out there Jesus, yeah. that's some Private Ryan stuff right yeah. there. When Tom Hanks was like, "Earn this, yeah. <laughs> earn this," he's like, "Dude, I'm 102 years old. I've done a bunch of stuff." So, yeah, yeah but uh, let's we, we can um as we continue to go um one more thing about just college and paying for it in NCAA. Um, my own personal experience, I um. After the military, I went to Hunter College for a cup of coffee. City University, you yeah. know, the Army covers, if not all, so most, if not all of that. Um, you know, after playing professional a little bit, I decided to go back to school. Um, but I, but unfortunately, your military benefits expire ten years um, um, after 
whatever. Okay, so, so basically yeah. my freshman year, uh, I, had, I knew I had one year less. So I, I went to spring. I went to summer school. I yeah. went to fall. I just tried to use as much as I could. By the time my senior year came, I only needed like six credits a semester to graduate. But I think the point I was trying to make was someone like me um, who put himself through school. I had a full-time yeah. job in okay. cardiology. I um, was a 4.0, like my first 45 credits. So the school kicked me a little bit of money just you know, because they try to kick money for yeah. people who are academically serious, and I was yeah, as serious like as a heart that. attack. Um, so yeah, it is a privilege. Yeah, it is a privilege because right now, I mean, I thought it was a lot of money back then because at the time I came back, that's when tuition started just leaving. Tuitions yeah. actually passed inflation. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, never mind the minimum wage, and never mind like a, a workable, a livable wage. Um, tuition passed inflation. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and, and you gotta have half a quarter of a million dollars to graduate right now. A yeah, decent school. And, and 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 you know who's getting pushed out of that is the middle class, the people yeah. that are gonna benefit. You know mm. that you know don't they make enough money? Right. But when you're talking about a quarter of a million dollars, like you, you need to save that. You're yeah. saving that over a lifetime, or yeah. you're in trouble. And you're yeah, graduating you, with those student loans. Yeah. And if there's a way to combat that, because mm -hmm. an athlete's not working a lot of hours. No, right? the two so, people that. Yeah, the two people that were the least are the really rich or the really broke. Right. Um, yeah. And the middle class, yeah, but there's a class between the broke and the middle class where they make, you were, I think you were just alluding to, making yeah. just enough money to be broke. Yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> making, not qualify for, for grants like, and yeah. Craig's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just enough to be broke. Yep, <laughs> I know that. In one pocket, out the other. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, it, it is something that I'm glad you you gave that its due attention because. Yeah. What you know, and 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 I, I and I came back at you with D two and D three. Like NYU is D three. Okay. Um, My daughter wants. And to it costs more money to go to NYU than Harvard. Yeah. Okay. Kelly right. went to Harvard, and Kelly's like, I'm telling you, it's more money to go to NYU than Harvard. Well, that's right that's where my third um, child wants to go, so I better. Yeah, man. Start singing. Yeah, you better start uh, being in some high school yeah. plays. <laughs> start singing "Seasons of Love" from Rent. That's what she wants. Sing that tonight. That's mm -hmm. what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good because Tisch School of the Arts is where it's at. And, That's where she wants to and go. Don't worry. Hey, look for the money because it's there. The, big, yeah. the biggest lie is oh, we don't have the money. No, they do. they have plenty of money to okay. offer um, partial or, or some full academic rides or whatever. Yeah. Trust me, I know because I want I went to Marymount Manhattan. Okay. Um, and at the time they were ranked number two in the country, and you know they pay attention to their draft picks. Yeah. You know, I was a I was a number two draft pick. Okay. So, um, returning adult students. So. Yeah, so I really, I'm really glad we tackled that, and this, this is a subject matter that's far from over, and I'm hoping, you know, I'm gonna have future guests and definitely have you. Yeah, on as a, it's brilliant. definitely have you on as a revolving guest. Yeah. I, I, we just, I, I speak for everybody. We just need more Wendy Jones in our life. Thank you. You know, and and this time I promise I'll like, let you speak more too. I remember the last time guys like, dude, let her talk. Her. Hey, <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> so, so all right, cool. So that's one of the things I wanted to talk to on, on tap. Um, who was your last guest on Optimus Journal? You know, um, I actually, the last interview I did was with a sleep expert. I'm pretty big on learning about sleep cycles and how important sleep is in the, in our, you know, recovery process. Uh -huh. um, I'm wearing an aura ring now. This thing is awesome. It tells you, it's like, it tells you how recovered your body is. It works off your sleep, takes your resting heart rate. Your Show that HRV. Again. Show that so again. this is called an aura ring. You can oh, get it online. Grief. Yeah, it's and it's better to play volleyball in. I don't like that strap thing around no. my wrist, like the Fitbit or whatever it's called. Oh. This is really cool. And it's giving me all kinds of good information. So oh God, yeah, because I have a tendency to push myself a little hard. And the older I get, like you're not recovering. And then you mm. go out and you're like, oh, God, why am I not either playing well or feeling good? Mm. Well, it's because you're not. I'm not allowing myself to recover. Yeah. So it's kind of. It's helped me learn about yeah. that, that. And process. you're a California native too, right? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's more. Um, yeah. So I totally get where you're coming yeah. from in that respect. Yeah. Um, just sleep is a valuable thing, and and I'm 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 still airing out my significant other. I'm telling you, Steph. I I, I do not. She lets me do whatever I want. I do not mess with that woman's sleep, man. Yeah. She she values that. Yeah. More than anything. And you got a two-year-old, so hopefully she's getting it. But. Oh no, she gets it. <laughs> Good. She gets it. I um she part for the course, she sleeps like a baby. Yeah. Um for me as a New Yorker, I was dealing with weird sleep periods because I, I came here a night owl and it's an early culture here. Yeah. Everybody sleeps yeah. a little early on whatever, except 
know, except one or two people I know who actually, who actually, um, go ahead, you can put the camera on you. <laughs> one or two people who, um, um, yeah, you're not gonna, yeah, you don't see yeah, me out when you're no. out. I'm, I'm a but morning, my, morning but, person for but sure. But my challenge right now, and for everyone listening who uh, just who's moved to California, is not born and raised here might appreciate this the same way I do. I call it California drunken stupor. Hmm. Um, California drunken stupor has little to do with alcohol, though it's included okay. but not limited to. Okay. It's basically you're enjoying the sun, you're enjoying this life, and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to, you know, do the windows now, I'll put it off tomorrow. I got this project coming up now, I'll do it tomorrow morning, this and that. This place makes you the biggest procrastinator. And I've never seen the movie La La Land, but La La Land oh. is a term for itself, is just. Yeah. And that was me, uh, I don't know, I've been here three years, like two of my three years. Yeah. So that's one been been one of my big, big challenges here. And then just um just I guess just having a program. A planner, two o'clock. Yeah. You're supposed to do this. Get there. Get yeah. there. You know. And and let me tell you something. California people don't help. They don't help. They're fucking late for everything. Yeah. They don't I'm have not, their shit together here. I'm you know? I'm not late, but I will I will tell you I like my life. So yeah. when I have a goal and then I go, yeah, but I'm not gonna stop playing volleyball twice mm. a week. And no. that takes what? That's six hours. That's yeah. six hours, like two mornings a week. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna stop doing that. Well, volleyball is. For us, and I speak for every all three of us in this room, especially for Greg, it's not some people like like Kelly considers it a hobby, and we have a standing disagreement about this. Volleyball is a way of life. Yeah, volleyball is life. I have a video. What does volleyball mean to you? Volleyball is life. Got you two playing beautiful day in the background, and it allows us. There's certain hobbies or there's certain yeah. things. I'll just say hobby or whatever. But there's certain things that we do in our life that brings a level of comfort to us that allows us to function at our everyday thing for things that be do we have to do. Yeah. Right? You need you need to work to eat or whatever, pay yeah. your rent and this and that. But for me, for a long time, it was volleyball. It, uh, it got in the way of a lot of my projects. Yeah. But, but it's also been my savior. I moved here. I'm a coach. Totally. I moved here to coach and commentate. Yeah. You know, and here I am. I'm with with them yeah. with just some I'm, I'm here with some wonderful people i had casey jennings i had um you know ref dave carson talking about yeah. hands you should see that episode oh for sure 58 no, minute 58 up. minute podcast 40 of it we talked about doubles and and carries right. because i think that we want to educate our audience on what's a double and what's a whatever we as as players and coaches need to be more and refs need yeah. to be more explicit Okay. On on what's a double and what's a carry. Yeah. You know, and different regions are different rules. You know, right? We yeah. Can, for sure. We could We could, We got oh, a whole, yeah. a whole no, other episode can. for that. Yeah. So um yeah so I um this Californian drunken stupor it, uh, has held me back, but now I'm now I'm organized. But volleyball, Good. I yeah. wanted. I know you guys want to chime in on how you feel about the sport and and what it means to you. Um, I mean, this yeah. is called optionvb.com, yeah. so. Okay. Go for it. Um, well, basically for me, I mean, uh, um, growing up, I didn't even know I was going to play volleyball. Like, it it was one of those things that were, I kind of stumbled upon it. And uh, um, Was it the girls? No, it was weird. It was like one of those things where, like, my, my high school, uh, actually, so middle school, I was doing a lot of orchestra, so I played saxophone. And... Uh, so that was like my thing going in, going into high school and my uh, freshman year, we didn't even have a band for some strange reason. I don't even know what, but now I was like, Oh, what am I going to do now? So I'm like in PE class, just kind of just going through the motions. And then one of the PE teachers is like, Hey, uh, uh, someone wants to, wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And it was like, it ended up being the volleyball coach. And uh, it was this guy Ryan Rucheski who was uh, who ended up becoming my my coach for um, for my first year at Westchester. And I remember going to uh, to go meet with him, and I ran into one of my childhood buddies, uh, Patrick Dolan. He was like in the class, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm I'm trying to play volleyball." And I was like, "I was like, why? Like, what are you doing?" And he's like, "He's like, well, well, I mean, just want to try it out." So then he. I thought like, okay, well, if he's here, like I should just give this a shot. And I ended up, I ended up falling in love with the sport, but at the same time, I was kind of embarrassed because I didn't see there was too many guys playing it. 
you know. So my whole first year of high of uh, freshman like high school, I didn't tell my mom I was on the team. No, because it was like a girl sport, right? <laughs> right, right. Okay. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I can't let anyone know this because they're gonna start laughing at me. Hmm. And literally, I had to end up telling her because she realized she's like, oh, well, you're coming home late, like, you know, constantly, like, and she feared the worst. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. In order to save myself, yeah. I gotta let her know the truth. I'm playing volleyball. Yeah, yeah. and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, oh well, why didn't you say anything? I was like, oh, I mean, really, gotcha. like <laughs> they getting in trouble. That was like the mom's best case. She's like, what? Yeah. What? Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, fast forward. Uh, so ended up going, uh, playing all through high school, uh, and then like we ended up winning a national, like or not a national. It was like a city championship. Yeah, uh, and it was like uh, 2010 when I graduated, and it was like the first time in like 30 years that that we even won. Nice, and, and I saw some nice, cool highlights of that too. Yes, and and then I ended up getting a phone call to go to Cal State Northridge, and I was like, "Whoa, wait, I can go to school for this?" Nah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. in my in my head, I knew like, "Oh, like I want to go to I want to go to college. I want to do you know engineering. Like that was what I wanted to do at the time." And like I was just like trying to figure out how am I going to do it, and then I, it came to me and I was like, wow, like I can actually make this a career. And fast forward now, I mean, played overseas. Uh, I'm coaching now at Cal State Northridge. Um, you know, it's my second year as a volunteer assistant and, you know, coaching club and it's, it's been great. You know, I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, you really um, got to try something, you know, and if, and if you can, you know, if you find something you really want to do and you put all your effort into it, like, good things will come to you. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. There's definitely yeah. something in this room. That's, and that garbage can, it probably smells like fish. I, as you, I spent a lot of nights here eating dinner. I, oh, yeah. You see the monitors behind you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm watching sports. I got cable and then I'm doing my work. I want yeah. to bring my work over there. So it's my little command center. Um, so the cool thing about your story and, and, and Wendy, we're, we're going to go to you next yeah. uh, on what that means. But I got this little, for some reason in my head, because it's a podcast, I have to bring it up. I have a flashback at this movie called The Survivors. Mm-hmm. So Walter Matthau and uh, Robin Williams, where they were hiding at a, um, you know, one of those one of those places where you go out in the woods and you learn how to use guns uh, to protect yourself. So they were basically hiding from someone who was out there trying to kill them. They, I think they, I think they witnessed a murder or whatever. So, so they retreated to this place. And then Robin Williams, he felt so good about himself. He like called the guy and invited him. Said, "Anytime you want to come try to kill us, he told him where he was." And then, so basically, the guy's leaving, and the guy's wife is like, "Are you having an affair?" You know, because he's just leave. You know, all hours of the night, she doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an assassin. He says I kill people for a living. And he said, "There's someone out there that's gonna take, that's trying to take my life away from me and put me in jail and take me away from you." And he's like, and I'm going there and I'm going to kill that man. So, baby, no, I'm not out there committing adultery. I'm out there committing murder. And then he like leaves and she sits there and she goes, thank God. That's his volleyball story. Yeah, you know, because no, yeah, like your mom right. was like, Are you oh, out no. there doing drugs? Are you yeah. out there doing oh, this? Are you out there? The yeah. no. <laughs> Wendy, what does volleyball mean to you? You know, I think every kid needs to find something that they're good at. And I was a really shy kid and I was really young for my class. Uh-huh. And I think the first thing that I, I was tall kid, so they put me in school and said, Go ahead, she's tall enough. And uh, yeah. Luckily, you know, athletically, I caught up and I volleyball was the first thing that I was good at that I showed up and found people I got along with and learned how to work hard. And, you know, it was a time I lived in Fresno. I grew up in Fresno and we didn't even have a club there until my senior year. So I played one year of club volleyball. Um, my senior high school season, I dove in a preseason tournament and tore this ligament it's called gamekeeper's thumb so i missed my whole senior season because i had to have that ligament fixed can't do crap without it yeah and what yeah you need your thumb so but you know stuff like that is what teaches you that you actually really love something Mm -hmm. and until then you know you just show up and you go and i was like oh wait i really love this it's Mm -hmm. really fun and um you know like i said i was with my high school team this weekend um, down in Palm Springs. So I have friends from my entire life. And then, you know, when I moved down here, 
I obviously know I wanted to get my kids involved. They were just starting to, I had coached them fifth and sixth grade when we lived in Fresno. We moved down here and I knew the opportunities were great. And um, so I did some, you know, did a little research and threw them out there and started playing on the beach myself, which for an older body is, I, I wouldn't touch a hard court anymore. I love the <laughs> beach. Um, so I started playing, you know, some threes and then we got to doubles and now I play in doubles with, you know, a couple times a week and, my best story, and uh, this is this is kind of what showed me how special volleyball was to me, because obviously I've kept up with the Olympics over the years. I remember watching the London, you know, in the middle of the night, watching Misty and Carrie and just getting up and, you know, just being so into it. And I came, I was playing down at 2nd Street, and I turned around, and I'm like, toss the ball over to the court that's playing over here, because it rolled over to us. And I'm like, gosh, that looks familiar. I'm thinking it's like a mom from school that I know or yeah. – turn back around, go back to surf. And I'm like, that's Misty May. Oh. That's not a mom. Like, so, you know, I go back over to her and we did have a friend in common. I started talking to her in between games and um, made the connection. She had done a clinic up in Fresno at one point And she remembered, cause my son was the only boy in the whole clinic. It was all <laughs> girls. And I, and I took Luke and Lauren. Um, but my son was, and I was like, I was the mom that had the only, the only boy in the clinic. She's like, Oh yeah, I remember you. So um, we talk about volleyball and tell her how great I love watching her. And um, I come back over to my towel and I pick up my phone and I have a text from Carrie Walsh. And okay. I'm like, I'm having an out-of-body experience here. Yeah, I just finished yeah, talking to Misty them. and I got a text from Carrie. I'm like, <laughs> what is this world that I just moved into? Yeah. And she was telling me about this, you know, Law of Attraction podcast that she had been listening to. And she like, made me think of you and, you know, talking about parenting and, you know, the kind of, you know, what we attract in this world. And I just said, you know what, this sport has given me so much. And I, and I, you know, follow. And then my daughter goes off to play at TCU and she brings home um, her friend this past fall break. So she's just been there for, you know, a couple months and she yeah. got this new friend who's playing on the Spanish national team. So Daniela plays at TCU and then she just took off and played in the FIVB three star in China. Yeah. So she was home visiting. Kinzu, yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, got to know this great 17 year old kid and um, check my Instagram, come to find out Daniela's playing Carrie and Brooke in their first round. Ah. And that was a, I'm oh, like, wow. the way that it all comes back around yeah. and the stories and like just the, the it's it's such a small world yeah and it's full of great people you know uh, what i mean yeah, and, and hard people. workers and yeah. so you know my daughter's now playing at tcu my son's going to stanford next year he's won two national you know jo's championships um 15s and 17s and i mean the opportunities it's given them yeah i no mean doubt. so it just no it's, it's family-wide and then yeah. my third one's playing at redondo yeah know? so small freaking world it's fun yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you how small my world is as a player at USC last year, Tina Grudina. Yeah. Um, she's from Latvia. And, you know, I come yeah. up to her and, you know, um, some like some people are easy to approach and talk to, just like people. And some people, that they're either just shy or they're just some people or they're just that kind of person because they do this one thing well. They think they're like better people, which yeah, actually, no, actually, that's a whole subject matter. That's um, we're talking gonna, about things we're that gonna, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna jump in and out of that because that's one of our <laughs> subjects too. So, but she was really sweet, and I said, hey, I, you know, one of my best friends, my mentor, this guy named Aldis Lucy's. Play, uh, went to UCLA for wrestling, you know, tried out for the, the men's team. He was like a fourth string setter. Saw no time because Sinjin and Karai were yeah. the two setters. Um, and I said, yeah, one of my mentors, man, you know, kept me, kept me thick skin, taught me how to be a good coach. And she was like, that's my godfather. Huh. So it turns yeah. out like my mentor was her godfather. And yeah. she, um, speaking of qualifying or whatever, yeah. she um, Latvia qualified for the Olympics. So oh, she's okay. not, I don't think she's coming back to USC next year. I think she's got to train for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, you know, Dane's going to be missing her. And, yeah. um, and I thought that was like really cool because everybody's like, oh, you know, you have less competition. So of course you get to play for your national team, but there's something to be said about winning. Um, not, not going on points. Cause you're the only team there. Right. No, uh, if you win, if you win Tokyo, the, the, the Tokyo one, yes. that was the same time Hawaii was happening with the AVP. Oh yes. Um, uh -huh. but if you win the bid, you won. You, yeah, you're, you're in. So go kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and um, that was one of the stories I wanted to share with you that doesn't relate to yours. And it's also a testament to um, how much beach volleyball has spread internationally. You know, like yeah. 
some big crying and bitching from the West Coast about, oh, Stetson be USA because they have all these foreign players. And I'm like, let me ask so let me ask you something. Who's your best player on your team? Tina Grudina. I'm like, where's Tina from? Latvia. Just shut up. Yeah. Shut up. UCLA. Who's who's the, who's the pair one team? The McNamara's last year. Mm -hmm. Where are the McNamara's from? Oh, they're from Canada. So I'm just like. Yeah. Um, pot calling the kettle black <laughs> much <laughs> you can the same people were complaining about international players are the, are the ones that are using their international players that represent yeah, their, their division one look at Long Beach State that's a couple of years ago Norwegian cat outside hitter number four yeah Norway yeah. you know um, mm -hmm. and by the way they have an academy which we can definitely get really into. yeah Malin Sorum the oh, best team uh -huh. in the world oh, yeah they're amazing. Uh, 21 and 23 oh, gosh, years old yeah. um there's a high school just for volleyball. You that's really? the gym class. Yeah. Morning, night, and you you know you have academics to sure. so, so whatever. But they it's a it's basically a volleyball high school. It's the only gym class. That's all they do. They live and breathe. And and he said his brother coming up, um, Christian Sarum, uh -huh. um, actually said his brother coming up is better than he is. And oh that's my saying, gosh. That's saying saying a lot for if you've ever seen them you know we we could definitely do a youtube and pull up some of them you yeah know, you um, know i always wonder when you see that type of a setup and we don't I, the only thing i can think of and we have the tennis academy you know down in florida you yeah. see tennis players come up like that but it takes a special kind of kid yeah you know to come through a, a system like that and still no doubt love the game you know yeah and granted they're the Nor Norwegians are incredible. Like yeah. I love, I love to watch them. But it's it's you know it's interesting because I always go on that you know sports is not everything. Sports is like the game of life to it's me like because most of us aren't going to the pros. But the fact that I'm 44 and still yeah. going out and playing, I can play with my kids, and then we're all like my six man team goes out and practices, and we pull our kids out to play against us. Mm -hmm. yep. You know what I mean? And we can fill a team on the mm -hmm. other side of the net. And like to me, there's just so much of that the balance of yeah. when I'm raising a kid, I'm not raising, you know, a D one athlete. I'm, I'm raising a, a good human that mm. happens to be good at this or has learned how to, Absolutely. how to work. This is what they're working on. Yeah, you know, no this doubt. is kind of their, their avenue to learn how to work. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to ask you to pull up some mall and storm stuff, but that, that's um, yes. where I, I guess we're moving right along. Uh, my next subject matter, I wanted to talk about things in volleyball that irk me and I'll, and I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, sometimes it's a ref. Sometimes it's people showing up late. Sometimes it's uh, people thinking that they're they're better than they are. You know, there's a mixture, a whole bunch of stuff. Like me, my whole career was me thinking that I'm better than I was because yeah. it made me. It made me. It raised the, the bar and it forced yeah. me to play. But we both know that I could go another way. So. Yeah. Um, I give you an example there, and I won't name names. I, I, I mean, for the people in the community, they can actually be like, "Oh, he must be. He's definitely talking about this guy, that guy." There's some people I just talk to as people. Hey, how's it going? I just said that. And there's some people who just know I'm talking to them like a person. And there's some people um, that fall in love with their star power so much just because they do this one thing really, really well, better than most, yeah. that they assume that they do everything better than the person they're talking to. Yeah. And then somehow it gives them this kind of, um, you know, Cachet that so hard, own. working harder to being more moral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so some some of these some of these cats um, really rub me the wrong way with that. You know, it's just like like um, I'm a fan of the sport, but I'm not a I'm not like a fan boy. I'm not. You know, I'm a grown man. I ain't yeah. following somebody around. Oh, right. when are you gonna play? Oh, you know when you yeah. you know when are you gonna go to sleep? When are you gonna have your next year? No, just <laughs> you know, just uh, I think there's some some of these people, and most of them are young and and shamefully shamefully some of them are older. Shamefully, yeah. like all right, yeah. my age or what I'm yeah. 15 next year. Shame on you. Shame on you for acting like that. You're a grown man. But um, it's one of those things where it used to irk me. So and yeah. and sometimes it still rubs me the wrong way. But this one of them things where I just put them in that category and I just move on to the next because oh, yeah. the realization that they're not special, kind of stupid. They're they're a type of person makes me realize that I can't get bent out of shape because if he's a type oh. of person, if he's a type of person, there's more than one of them. And you know, that's yeah. a that's a long look, that's a long walk back and forth to, you know, from the strand to the beach so that you got uh, people that you're gonna encounter that you may like or may not like. So um and you Greg, you know what I'm talking about. Like there's some people you say what's up and they just kind of do this, but they fist out like I'm just like, wow, uh, okay. You know, yeah. how about I give you, you know, maybe I maybe I'll give you a smack. 
Maybe you get maybe you catch a three piece in the soda right now, you know. So um, um, we we're not pulling that one up either. Huh? Wasted energy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It really is. So, but Greg, I had this conversation with you, so you kind of know maybe not just the what, but even the who. Mm -hmm. You know, like it really bugs me that people can't just take this one thing and compartmentalize it and just talk to people like mammals. You know, yeah. the nice ones we name them by name. How about I'm gonna just stay positive on this because that's we out with the optimist journals yeah, there here. You go. Um, John Mayer, yeah, cool as cool as f. Yeah, I'm trying not to say fuck, Duran. Um, um, Billy Allen, um, Nick Lucena, I think is actually pretty chill, mm -hmm. even though sometimes you the more popular you are, the more you have these moving parts coming at you, and you're just trying to be nice to everybody, and sometimes yeah. you can't. So, For so sure. that's in their defense, yeah, absolutely, you know. Um, yeah, I yeah. haven't. But, I haven't. But some of these cats ain't even do. They ain't even do it. And I'm like, really? Well, I think so many times, like if you catch an attitude like that, mm -hmm. when you really boil it down, mm -hmm. that type of attitude usually comes from some sort of insecurity. You're gonna, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're bluffing, right? Yeah. If you're comfortable with yourself, you're nice to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. And yeah. yeah. You, if you're, you know, if you're super famous, yeah. like I, I've, everyone is entitled ran, to their space. Yeah, I ran into Alice Kleiman. Yeah. At, at CVS, um, you know, I said, hey, yeah. love the work you're doing out there. And yeah. something to be said about having a whole bunch of points. And she's like, oh, thank you, you know. And I, and I said, oh, by the way, I got a podcast. Maybe when all the dust settles and this yeah. and that. She, she wasn't interested, but at the same time, she wasn't rude. Yeah. She was accommodating. Maybe yeah. she's introverted. Maybe I, I don't know. I definitely, I definitely could see it. I don't She clearly her. doesn't know how fun uh, this um, is. But, <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> It's true. <laughs> no, but, but she's an example of someone that maybe not be interested in talking, but at the same time, she wasn't an idiot about it. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I mean, she ain't listening to this. And if she is, like, that's that's who you are and cool. Yeah. You know, um, I've been one of her biggest critics, too. So I don't know if she hears some of the stuff I say um, um, yeah. as far as her being a finisher. Like, she's a okay. baller. She's a yeah. rough, she's, you know, she ain't a rough, you know, a rough rider, but she is yeah. a true baller. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some sometimes it's like when it's every time there's these some instances where I feel like it's her trying to reach up and grab what's hers. It's her time. And sometimes it slips to her finger uh -huh. um, all the way from college up to this point. Okay. You know, Stanford made it to yeah. the finals twice. It was actually up on Penn State too. Well, you know, and, oh, those um, are heartbreakers. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so you never want to be up. Yeah. But you, but you want to have you, but you get that second opportunity, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and it's one of those things where what better stage in the Olympics to overcome that obstacle? It'd be yeah. a great story. And that's something I'm like, I'm definitely going to try to put the podcast in there because it's something like when all the dust settles, I do, I do. I want to be the one to talk to her about that. Yeah. You know, I'm the one in the grind right now. I'm not yeah. the one that got a hand, you know, handed shit and handed yeah. interviews. I'm, I'm here. I'm here in the grind. Talk yeah. to me. Talk to me, Alex. So, um, <laughs> so things that are cute. Um, I, I can pretty much like, you know, um, agree with what you're saying. I mean, um, at the same time though, like, you know, there's a lot of different things that, uh, at least for me, like, I'm a pretty easygoing person. And uh, when it comes to, um, you know, I don't consider myself like a super famous person, but it's like I feel like in Hermosa when I get to walk around, there's a lot of people that I just made friends with and I can yeah. talk to and and, you know, have a conversation with. And it doesn't matter. It could be about anything. And yep. I feel like no matter who you are, you can do that. You know, I feel like especially with these people, the people here, just the people here, not the yeah. stars, but everyone's so nice. But that's what makes you so likable. Like literally, you walk down the strand and you got people saying, yeah. "Oh, hey, good morning." Yeah. Yes. And I'm and and <laughs> Woo, I'm from Brooklyn, which you, and, you know it's, it's crazy because it's like for me, I'm like, "Oh, wait, wait, do I know you? Like, do, did I meet you?" And yeah. it's like, "No, I didn't." No. But but they could just be like, "Yeah, hey, how are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing great." And yeah. then you know to shine light on you know we talk about six man. We got all types of people Jeez. there. Yeah. Talk, and talk about all culture. Talk about like a way of, of life. There. Yeah. And yeah. And we're all in one spot and we're all having a great time. And, you know, uh, and, you know, we could say, you know, we're talking about, you know, people who do have that star power. And like, um, if you saw them in uh, a certain setting and you're trying to have a conversation with them and, you know, they just, it just, they might rub you the wrong way because it seems like, oh, like they're not interested. But at least for me, I can understand that there's certain situations in which, they would be okay to have a conversation. Yeah, like with a time and place. Yeah, time yeah. and place. Like, you know, like, so I keep that in mind if there ever, ever is a moment like that. But sure. yeah. definitely, like, you know, 
if someone says they're going to be somewhere at a certain time, you, you got to be there. And if you do, if you can't be there, then you at least let the person know, hey, this is what's going on. I'm running late. Like, there's no way, there's no way awesome that I that. would not if I can't make it somewhere. I have to mm-hmm. let the person know. I would not just flake. Yeah. Right. And I don't understand how people can do that in their right mind. I can't be, be okay. I don't understand how totally. you're from California. <laughs> like, you can be okay with it. Just absolutely not showing up at all. But oh, at wow. least if you had communicated that you weren't going to be there, then okay. Because me, yeah. me as a coach right now, uh, the biggest thing for me is, like, I make a practice plan, you know. And then I spend maybe an hour, you yeah. know, let's say. Yeah, on, give or on, take. On this practice plan, right? Yeah, give or take. And I realize that I don't have numbers to run the drills that I want. Hmm. Now I got to scramble to figure out what we can do with our numbers, right? Yeah. Like say we have drills that are like six on six, and I have like eight girls that show up. That like, happens? Oh. I well, mean, it does happen, but he, he's speaking um, very, very hypothetical because yeah. it happens uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, in it some, happens. In some, some program. It, in, but the biggest yeah. thing is like, you know, there's with there's a lot of these, you know, parents, uh, you know, they have a lot of different plans that they have like in terms of like, you know, dinner parties, uh, the family members are visiting and stuff. And it's like, I, yeah, like, I feel bad me getting mad at these, you know, I can't get mad at the kids, right? Right. It's mm-hmm. like, it's one thing if they are actually trying to like ditch practice or whatnot, but it's like, if the parents are like, oh, hey, um, so-and-so is not going to be here because of this. Uh, and I'm like, well, you got to understand that I, I understand that this, this is, this is okay. This is a situation. And if she's not going to be there, he's not going to be there. Okay. But just know that you can't be mad at me now when we have a tournament and you're missing before the tournament. Like I can't put your, put your kid out there if they're not in practice, um, going over the stuff that we're trying to run when we have a tournament. Right. Like I got to be able to reward those people who are working hard in practice because it's not just coaching. It's life lessons. You know, if you start rewarding people just just because, absolutely. Uh, you know, on some unfounded principle. One of my biggest challenges with um, you know, I have an indoor club, Evolution, mm-hmm. and one of our policies is everyone plays a whole set. So I told Duncan the trial process has to be more more um, tedious then. Yeah. You know, because if I'm supposed to trust somebody, where 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 I'm, I trust them to put a whole set to not hurt themselves, not hurt the other team, not you know, mm-hmm. um, and not hurt our te- his teammates. Right. They have to be able to show me in practice they could play the whole set, right. you yeah. know, and, and depending on the competition because sure. Evolution right now is taking a huge spike. We just got better coaching. Mm-hmm. Chaffins is one yeah. of our cool. Yeah. He's with our group, Tom, Tom Norman, Kev Norman. Yeah. He's with us Absolutely. now. So and, they, and those are, those are yeah. great people. I, yeah. Before it was just me. I was I was carrying the, you know, the banner, turning lemons and the lemonade. But now, man, everybody, that's an all-star cast now. I'm, I'm honored. That's, but that's you're tough. right. I'm yeah. running a tight ship. Um, and people keeping their promises and rewarding people for keeping their promises right. is, is a real thing. And, uh, and another thing to add, too, is that you talked about, like, trusting mm-hmm. a player, trusting, you know. It's not just, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't come down to just, you know, <clears throat> me as a as a coach to trust them. Like, their teammates got to be able to trust them. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. the biggest thing, right? You want to build team chemistry. Yeah. And, like, if you have players that aren't showing up mm. consistently to practice and they they are your go-to players, now your players are worried like, oh, like how how are they supposed to be a leader if they're not going to be here all the time? It's always you made know? me a sucky woman's coach because, it, because yeah. women usually, they, they usually win and they, they come together by camaraderie. Where mm-hmm. men's, it's more about who's stepping up and who's leading and, and people are following that lead. Yeah. Um, some doctor did some study on that. Yeah, that, and, I actually, I, yeah. I can, yeah, that so makes sense. women's aren't, you know, certain women aren't keeping their promises. The fact that the, the family's well, broken and I'm, 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 I've been for a long time, I, I was, I've been a terrible woman's coach. I just didn't see that. Well, I've always know? been kind of amazed. Um, I've only watched mm-hmm. this through the club world, but I'm thinking on the, on the girl's side, you can take a team of, you know, all stars, you know, you can go hand pick. Like, I'm going to put this team together. I'm going to get all the best players. And my daughter played on a team that had really good chemistry. Yeah. And we would go out and, you know, play a, a solid, even match with the team that was all, all the all the all stars. Right. You know, and their team that they just really got along. They yeah. got along. They trusted each other. Yeah. And. <clears throat> I don't remember all the scores and stuff, but I would sit there and, and just break it down and, and wonder, this team should be killing them right yeah, now. Right. If you just looked at the yeah. physical ability, and it, 
they didn't. Yeah. You know, well, the, the, but yeah, two you know, big things. Yeah, yeah, it's that chemistry takes Chemistry's you a long one of way, and and, and, and good coaching helps too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're for you're sure. facing an all star team that, you know, you'll. But know, if you want to be the star, yeah. right? You, if you got six girls that want to be the star, mm. versus six girls that know that they're all, they they're all have, working together. They all have roles. Yeah. The ultimate. It's the ultimate team game. Right? Yeah. Women, women. It's probably why it's more popular women's than men. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they demonstrate it's, it's how much it's a team. Yeah. Game. The rallies are just. Yeah. yeah. The one year I played college, I had a guy who got sixty-one kills. It's still a record, by the way. Sixty-one for ninety-eight, five arrows. Greg Romulus, if you're listening, I love you. Um, and we lost. Lost in four sets. Yeah. And by great. the way, that was uh, that was um, side out. So that's never uh, going to be. Yeah. No one's going to reach 61 kills anymore. I mean, side out, you could just trade side outs until someone gets there. Yeah. You know, rally, it's, God, even five sets, you know, someone hit 50 over the weekend, UConn. Um, oh, really? UConn, yeah, UConn played, um, uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so things that irk you. Things that irk me. I mean, you, Volleyball. Hit, you hit entitlement, you know. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, you know, coming in thinking you're going to keep your spot if you're not, you know, if you're not showing up every practice and, and yeah. putting it in. Um, parents who think their kids are better than they are. Sorry, I'm going to throw is, that out there. That you have to. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you were last and we, and we, we all, all three of us missed that. Well, I was talking that, about the pro scene, so. Or that you can turn your kid into something that you want them to be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I have my third born will tell you all day long, like, I like drama. We, yeah. we play volleyball, Mom. I know I got to play a sport because I want my kids to learn how to be coached and yeah. not listen to somebody besides me and, you know, that. But – and she's, she's good. And I sit there and go, oh, my gosh, you could be so good. She, she, she's happy when she's out there. She goes home. She's like, I'm going to go to NYU and be in the drama program. There it is. You so know? you got to be and a I'm drama like, mama then. I'm like, I don't know that world, you yeah. know. But you do have to let them be them. And yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in, you know – 50 hours of lessons and I think that talent rises to the top and you know you can lessen a kid to death when they're 14 and it doesn't turn out to it doesn't turn into an NCAA championship most likely right you know mm -hmm. no because so, I mean you're, you're talking hundreds of thousands of people and maybe only 16 girls yeah <laughs> you, you know right? get a ring or whatever or or I don't know just enough to play each other I mean these rosters are now mm -hmm. 20 people UCLA is 24 yeah the they're men. huge now um, but yeah, yeah you try know, try to divide a scholarship that way. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. So one of the things we wanted to get to because we're, we're um, almost at an hour, and, and God, I know you got somewhere to be after this. Uh, I and yeah, um, three fifteen, and always always respect your schedule, especially a guy who <laughs> came last minute. Um, I want to touch on this a little bit, and um, only because um, I have a female guest, and that's important to me. I think for me to talk about gender equality and to talk about women's issues, um, be nice more often than not to have a woman speak on that matter, right? Yeah. So um, I want to start it like this, and we can we can spread it spread it to other sports. Um, I'm a big mixed martial arts fan. Mm -hmm. All right. There's a fighter named Fal Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox is a transgender fighter. Okay. He was a um, used to be a guy, now a girl, or, or however. Sensitive or insensitive, I put that information, disseminate that information. So that's where I know how. So whoever's got, you know, heard yours, apologies. Um, right now, she's in a woman's division at 135, just okay. starching people. Okay. Just, just, just murking people. So I guess my question is, and I'm totally down for gender equality, like with every, every occupation, like for me, of a female firefighter, if the test is to carry a hundred, a hundred pound or hundred and fifty pound person on a ladder or whatever, and if a girl can do that, give it a job. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, if it's an administrative job and it's a tie, hell, tie goes to the woman. You know, right? So, yeah. so tie goes to the black man. So, uh, so, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I am all for gender equality for certain sports, but at the same time, I have a line. And before you guys are planning to get in on this, uh, it's something that is important to me because for the people that think you have to be completely on one side or completely on the other, the example I just gave you might get paused the cause. Thoughts? You know, I think that there's two things that come to mind when you talk about gender equality, and I think, um, or even racial equality. You have, there's, there's always a history that needs to be 
factored in and honored. Yeah. You know, where we have wronged, like, and there are ways that we can make amends. Mm -hmm. We should be doing that. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I also think there's a way to one honor our uniqueness. Like as a woman, mm -hmm. I, I am different than a man. You know, I'm incredibly thankful that I, I like being a woman. I love that I got to have the kids. I love being the mom. Yeah. I don't. Glad I got a daughter instead of a son. You yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, to, we have to honor, like the, the fact that I'm empathetic and I have a soft side and doesn't make me not a leader, doesn't make me not be able to do a certain job. But if I don't have the inclination to want to be on the front lines or if I don't want to carry the fire hose, I'm going to look for what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, you know, nobody should be rather than having an ax to grind. We have to look for, for where our unique talents lie and go after that with everything we got. Right. So, yeah. you know, there, those are, you know, two things that I really like when I, I raise strong girls, you know, I, I look mm -hmm. at my girls and go, there's nothing that you can't do. But I also am a believer. You, you can have everything, but you can't have it all at once. I yeah. think it was Oprah that said that maybe. Yep. Yeah. And, it's, it's true. You know, there's only so many hours in a day. You want to do things well. You don't spread yourself too thin. You focus on what you want to do. And, you know, if you want to write books or you want to do podcasts or play volleyball, or, you know, you just, it's all about setting goals and going after them. I do try to figure out those things in human nature where, you know, I love the stories of people who have come up through harder, you know, a harder road and yet they make the choices that get them mm -hmm. to the other side. Right. Yeah. no doubt. And what Absolutely. is that human factor that makes one person, you know, grind a little harder and make it versus the other one that, you know, takes the, the wrong turn and falls to the, yeah. you know, the dark side, or, yeah, like, you know, the drugs, I mean, the, all the, all the things that can, you know, yeah. the, you know, victim mentality. Right. And I, I've always had what I look at. I'm like, I'm, I'm very grateful for the life I've had. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to say, you know, mm -hmm. I always want to be sensitive and say like there are people have had it so much harder than me. I I'm always fascinated by those stories and I want to learn from those stories. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, yeah. yeah. Any, I, mm, I would say like, uh, I, I agree with, you know, uh, with both you guys and especially like, you know, what you were talking about, like you have, you know, the UFC fighter who's legit. Yeah, she's not like, a UFC fighter. She's um, or MMA. she's um, yeah, she's MMA, MMA. Just like yeah. legit, just destroying just, people. Or you had the what was I've it? seen a match. There dude. was uh, wasn't it's there like, looked like domestic abuse, dude. Wasn't there like a like a um a professional like runner too? Yeah, and that was just like destroying the competition, like yeah, stuff stuff like that. Yeah. It's like okay, like yeah. you know, there's, there's a Brazilian a volleyball player. Trans player that's so that, what are the, um, that what won are the, a professional championship for women. Is there like a scientific method? Because I don't know, but there's so much testing and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. hormone balances and things like that are different in men than in women, right? Yeah. So what I know they used to test like this. I remember thinking of the German swimmers a million years ago. You know when your hormone levels are like. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that yeah. you know we can have higher levels of testosterone that makes you a better athlete. Yeah, and it's you know, I mean what. I don't know, but it's whatever the test is. It determines if someone's like maybe meant to be a woman or meant to be a man. It's different, you know. Yeah. It's different, and then yeah. you. Um, and I think for me personally, it's just knowing that in order to solve the problem, not solve the problem, but just understand it better, just admit that I have one. Um, I'm a little sexist. Like I just gave you the the Fallon Fox example, right? Like. Um, like if two dudes, one like Nate, just this weekend, Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, mm -hmm. big old, mm -hmm. you know, for the oh, BMF man. belt. I mean, if they, was... they were, these are two rough riders that move the needle so much that Dana, who likes to have their main event be a title, neither one of them have a title, don't care. Madison Square Garden, boom. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching Nate get beat up and Nate come back from it and the doctor stops because he has this ridiculous cut above his eye mm -hmm. that might impede his vision and I think, you know, it was just yeah. really whatever. And for me as a guy, like, I see Nate do that, uh, like hurt and beat up, you know, I, he's a warrior. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I see a woman hurt and beat up, it's like I got all I gone all soft. So in that respect, I'm 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 a little bit sexist. Yeah. You know, and sexist as a term gets a bad rap sometimes. Yeah. Because sexist isn't always 
um, this, it is an innate belief that one is inferior or superior yeah. based on one's sex. So that's the classic definition. But the classic definition has so many freaking layers. And I think sexist as a term gets a bad rap because you can be sexist, but it comes from a protective place. Yeah. You're not trying to, you know, try, I mean, okay, you think that the, well, the person's more superior or whatever, but you find yourself caring about one more. Right. Another. Well, there's a difference um, between sexist and sensitive, too. Yeah. You know, and, if you're, um, you're, you're feeling a sensitivity yeah. towards something. I mean, as a woman, I don't. I don't no. enjoy MMA. I don't like watching people get beat up. No. That's not okay. my thing. Well, that's... But, um, you know, I'm thinking like on a bigger, not just in sports, like, have you seen the, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie? Yes. I took my kids to that movie and I was like, if you guys want to know how good things get accomplished, mm -hmm. watch that family. Yeah, or whenever, watch what whenever she you think you're getting through, a bum rap. What she fought through, but she went home and had this, this yeah. solid community supporting yeah getting thrown going out there and just yeah. getting pummeled by society and saying you don't belong here you're not going to make it and then having to work 10 times harder than the men around her yeah. but when she went back she had it takes a unit it takes community whether that's friends family takes people that support that unit yeah to push people forward great movie too oh my gosh oh, great. Was a great jeez movie. i could why i mean i could man that was so good the uh the something the the something of sex right the um yeah the was it the no the uh, on know. the basis on the basis of sex, sex. Yeah. that's what it's yeah. called oh it's hey, solid look hey solid Anna, you're an eligible bachelor okay you trying to you trying to seal the deal with somebody watch that movie at home okay? <laughs> so so good. yeah and for me the level of sexism i was talking about like go no further than the movie roman israel esquire Denzel washington when he's speaking at an engagement oh, and he's yeah. trying to tell people to, you know show people um how to know their rights he's at a community meeting and he's like hey why don't you guys let some of the girls sit down or whatever and one girl just kind of lost her mind and she's like so what do you mean well i didn't ask for the seat and he says uh, he says well i'm just you know, just offering a seat, and she's like, "What's well, demeaning?" He's like, "No, it's polite." Yeah. And she's like, "It's also sexist." He's like, "No, it's polite." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "I'm not your enemy, sister." And she's no. like, "I'm not your sister, asshole." And he's like, "And I'm not an asshole, sister." And she's like, "Fuck you!" And I'm just like, "Okay, Jeez. just you." Oh, that one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still all for gentlemen. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, Look, yeah. chivalry's not dead. Yeah, okay. It smells dead. funny a little bit sometimes, yeah. Some, but it's it's not it's it's not. No dead. chip on the shoulder. No, I, I, and yeah. that's that's that was um. But like gender equality in sports, I, I used MMA as an extreme example. Mm -hmm. Um, you used um. Who used track and field? Yeah, you were oh, talking about the runner. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So. Well, and people always ask about, you know, men's beach volleyball. You know, people come up to me all yeah. the time and go, don't you wish that Luke had a team? Like, would he, wouldn't he like to play beach in college? And I'm like, it's not going to happen. Title IX, and you know what? Title IX's done a lot of great things. No. Like, you know, and, and, and football indoor, teams are huge. And, and indoor men's teams. is the bastard children of, of, of NCAA sports. Who, who, by the way, should make them come on four point five scholarships. Let these <laughs> kids make their money. Let yeah. these kids make their money and earn their and earn their privilege. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. You had Fallon on your show too, right? Oh, I love Fallon. She just won the um, North Seca. Yeah, won she just won the North Seca Dominican, Dominican Republic. Yeah. yeah. Who's her partner? Uh, Cor Corinne Qu Quiggle. Quiggle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where, where did uh, Quiggle go to school? Pepperdine. 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 Yeah. Young, young, young. Yeah, she's cat, a good right? little defender. She's fun she to is. watch. Fallon played with a bunch of people. She played with Pre this year. Yeah. She played with Nicolette Martin, uh -huh. um, which I thought was a really good partner. But they get, yeah. you know, people get dropped. I guess that's just a beach yeah. volleyball. Yeah, I, I think I mean, she and Corinne could be a good match. I mean, I, I got dropped after getting the team into the main draw. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was business. I mean, they're part of P fourteen forty, so they had free coaching versus oh, yeah. paying money for me. So it was yeah. good. It was business and a good business in that sense, but bad business in the timing of how it happened. Mm -hmm. When you got two coaches at an event at the same time, it was a little bit awkward. But um, yeah. Um, but that was that was cool. I'm, I'm I'm actually okay with that. It's just. I want to, you know, some things where you just make a pit stop and when it's done, it's done good. It's on your resume. LMU. Yeah. I was with them for a year. Okay. You know, with John Mayer as the yeah. director of operations. And uh, if they wanted to save money to have graduate students do my job, a couple of people, that's business. But, yeah. And boom, ting, my resume. Yeah. You know, I got, sure. got this team into the main draw, which is good for me because um, there's something that said about coaching a team in the main draw. I was with, working with Rafa a little bit, Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's something to say about coaches who have a team already in the draw. And there's something to be said about punching your own ticket mm -hmm. 
you know, or people don't think you just got the spot because you knew people. No, you, yeah. you, you did it the old fashioned way. <laughs> you, you got in that way. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, so that's, I guess that's that <laughs> before yeah. I spin off on, this, <laughs> on, on, on too much of this. <gasps> wow. Look at that. Look at I that mean, clock. Huh? Yeah. Goes fast. Yeah, man. Time flies and we're having <laughs> fun and fun. That's exactly what it's been. Wendy Jones. Yeah. Wendy Jones and Greg Faulkner. Where you at, man? Greg Faulkner. I didn't ask him to pull up too much stuff. <laughs> That's all right. Super. We call him the super sub. Um, and for that super sub, Greg Faulkner. And for Wendy Jones, everybody out there, I'm Jason DeBeas. And for episode 11, until the next one, I say so long. Love all of you.